Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us is Michael Warren, a senior writer with the Weekly Standard. And you have a piece on a guy that barely registers on most people's radar screens right now, Michael. Uh, Brian Schweitzer, former governor of Montana. Yeah, that's right. He, uh, well, you know, we're almost uh, uh, four years away, or I guess three years away from the next presidential election. Mm-hmm. And but, uh, but, but guys like Brian Schweitzer, you know, that they start raising the profile uh, this far out and and hope that uh, they, they get enough uh, support. And I, I think that's he's at least moving in that direction to, to run for president in 2016 uh, as a Democrat and, and, and possibly challenge uh, Hillary Clinton for the nomination. Okay, there are a lot of words that I don't put together very often, and the words Montana and Democrat and President of the United States tend to be three that rarely bump into each other in my paragraphs. I think that's right, and I, I, if I were a betting man, I probably wouldn't bet that Brian Schweitzer would win the nomination and win the presidency and 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 and, uh, and, and walk away with it all. Uh, but he does present, I think, an interesting uh, uh, moment in the Democratic Party, which is that uh, the, the party's gotten a lot more liberal, particularly on economic issues, and uh, I think you see that in a lot of the support for someone like Elizabeth Warren and mm-hmm. among sort of a Democratic base, you know, a little bit more interested in, uh, you know, class warfare elements, uh, income inequality, those sort of things. Uh, Brian Schweitzer really kind of fits within that uh, part or that wing of the party. And they're getting a little louder, they're getting a little uh, angrier, and uh, they're getting, I think, more powerful in the party as people like uh, like Elizabeth Warren uh, rise to power. So, uh, and the other side of this, of course, is that Montana is, I think, seen as a red state, uh, but it doesn't uh, always elect Republicans. In fact, both of its U.S. senators are Democrats. Uh, it's got a strong union background with a lot of mining there and, and, and the, uh, strong support for the mine workers' unions. So uh, it's not quite the very red state. It almost actually voted for Obama in 2008. Uh, so, uh, so it's conceivable that, uh, that, that uh, somebody like Brian Schweitzer who was elected twice, uh, could appeal to a, a certain type of Democrat in a primary. So uh, political strategy for president, number one, lock down Montana's three electoral votes, and then number two, take it from there. Exactly. But, uh, <laughs> you, you know, he is saying some interesting things, I think, about... Well, uh, let me interrupt you if I can. Let me, just, let me interrupt you if I can. Just, how would you, where would you, you... You said he's progressive, but I think about Montana, you know, because I'm in New England... The progressives right. here are a pro- progressive across the board. I mean, they are, you know, one step away from sending your kids off to good socialist re-education camps. So how would you describe the, bl- the brand of progressive politics that one might find in Helena, Montana? Well, uh, he's definitely an anti-corporatist. He talks about this a lot, that the Democratic Party is really just the corporate light party as opposed to the Republican Party, which is you know, the corporate party. So uh, he's sort of uh, against uh, big corporations influencing government, uh, sort of the big guy, you know, squashing the little guy. And there's a, there's a lot of, uh, in the Democratic Party's history, a lot of support historically for uh, that, uh, uh, that, that sort of uh, mindset. Uh, but specifically on Obamacare, I think, which is, of course, the, the, the big issue of the day, uh, he criticizes Obamacare from the left. He says it doesn't go far enough. He would... Uh, if he were elected like president, he would push for more health care reform uh, that would uh, that would include the public option and uh, in, in, in giving uh, people uh, basically insurance that's that's backed by the by the federal government. Uh, so he criticizes uh, these things from the left. But he does have a few uh, unorthodoxies. 
he's pro-gun. You can't really be elected in Montana without uh, being some uh, uh, level of, of pro-gun and pro-Second Amendment. Uh, and, uh, and he's been, uh, I'd say, more with the Republicans on energy production than, than Democrats typically are. But, uh, but for the most part, he, you know, he's, he's sort of a, uh, you might call sort of a, a Western populist progressive who, who sort of stands up for the common man, or, or at least that's the image he, he likes to uh, portray himself as. Uh, so Elizabeth Warren has announced she's not going to run, and there are a lot of people uh, uh, upset about that. I know that uh, there's a, at least a couple writers at the New Republic who are f- crying in their... Uh, you know, uh, amusely, you know, because she's not going to run. So now Brian, we've got uh, Brian Schweitzer from Montana. There seems to be a, a hunger for, uh, on the Democratic team for someone other than Hillary. Is that just the kind of the Occupy edge of the party? Or do you think that typical Democrats, kind of across the board Democrats, are looking at Hillary Clinton and wondering if they really want her to be their standard bearer in 2016? Well, look, it's it's hard for, I think, people to look at Hillary Clinton and say, you know, it, I should say Democrats to look at Hillary Clinton and, you know, and say that they don't love her. They wouldn't, you know, in, in sort of their, uh, you know, dreams like to have her as president. But on the other hand, uh, she will be uh, in her 70s uh, by the time 2016 rolls around. She already ran in 2008 and lost. And if there's one thing voters don't like, it's a loser. I think Mitt Romney uh, proved that mm-hmm. uh, when, when he ran in 2012 after losing the nomination in 08. So um, it, 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 I do think that there is a hunger. It's partly ideological, and uh, it's partly political. You know, they used to say, and I guess they still do, that Republicans fall in line and Democrats fall in love, and I think that that is still true. If you look at Democratic nominees for president from, uh, from uh, whether it's uh, McGovern mm-hmm. or Jimmy Carter or Barack Obama, uh, they, 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 Democrats like to vote for the new guy, and when they when they vote for the guy who's next in line, you can think of John Kerry in 2004. I talk right. to Democrats who say that memory of John Kerry uh, still uh, resonates among Democrats. They they think that that was an establishment pick that doomed them. If they had gone with somebody like Howard Dean, I, I disagree that sure. Howard Dean would have won the nomination, or uh, would rather would have sure. won the presidency if he were the nominee. But there is uh, an impulse to go with the new guy, and uh, and Schweitzer has has shown himself to be. Uh, popular in a red state. I think there he's one answer, a possible answer to this question of can we move beyond Hillary? Is she really our only choice in 2016? But you know, you say Democrats fall in love, but there's so many ways to make sure that the votes are locked up before anyone when it comes to the Democratic primary process that you can lock up a significant number of the of the votes. And uh, so it's. I just, I just, I just don't see the Clinton machine being beaten twice in a row. I, I think there's, uh, I think you're, you're right. I mean, the, the odds again are, I think, in Hillary's favor if she runs. She's mm-hmm. got the fundraising power and obviously the name recognition, and she's had a, a, a sort of revival of her image uh, after being Secretary of State, Benghazi, and, and other things aside. Uh, and, and so that's definitely someone like Schweitzer's uh, biggest disadvantage. But you know we're we're living in a post Citizens United age where uh, where some very wealthy donor uh, you could imagine a progressive donor or two who's a billionaire who's interested in politics who's mm. not too hot on Hillary you know jumping in here and saying well I'm working with somebody else and keeping them along like you saw happen with Duke Gingrich or Rick Santorum uh, in the Republican uh, primary of 2012 so it's possible uh, but 
you're right. The odds are stacked uh, against anybody who, who challenges Hillary. Let me ask you two related questions. Who would you call, if anyone, the Hillary Clinton of the GOP pack right now? And who would you call the Brian Schweitzer kind of the you know, the guy who, you know, Republicans might fall in love with based on who we see out there and, and pointing out since we should, because the news just came out in the last 24 hours that the Des Moines Register poll showed. And it was a surprise to me, Paul Ryan leading the pack among uh, Republicans in uh, evangelical Iowa. Right. I really do think it's, it's really difficult uh, to answer your question, because I think the parties uh, are, are constituted so differently. The, the coalitions right. that make up the Democratic Party and the Republican Party are, are completely different, and in, in the uh, the nature of what voters look for in, in their nominees differs between the parties. You know, I actually think that Schweitzer has a lot in common with Chris Christie, hmm. uh, not because Chris Christie is on the on the far, is, is the conservative analog to Brian Schweitzer being the progressive, but uh, they, they sort of represent a different uh, uh, a different flavor of their party's uh, of their party's national reputation right. within their own states, and um, uh, as far as somebody who's sort of the Hillary Clinton in the Republican Party, that's really hard to say. I mean, the 2008 and 2012 campaigns were remarkable in the fact that uh, the Republicans ended up with nominees who were sort of the old guard. Yep. Uh, there's been a, a, a sort of washing out of the of that old guard in those last two elections. And so a lot of people, whether it's Paul Ryan or Ted Cruz or Marco Rubio or Rand Paul, they're, they're all the new class. And there's really nobody like Hillary on the Republican side. We've had the old guard as a Republican nominee every election since 1992, and we've lost every non-incumbent popular vote. So I'm hoping that we've learned the lesson about the old guard, but I, I don't know. Uh, so uh, so let's hope that uh, that that won't happen. Uh, thanks. I'm not holding my breath, Michael. Yeah, so. no. Kidding. But but the, but the good news is there really isn't a guard. You know what I'm saying? The, the guard, the, the bench of the old guard has been wiped out because they stunk so bad. McCain was so awful and Romney wasn't much better that uh, we now have, a, you know, a fresh slate. And I, it's hard to look at the Republican candidates and not feel good, even if you even if you're a Democrat to look at the crew of candidates, they're all. You got uh, uh, Bobby Jindal, Chris Christie, uh, Paul Ryan, uh, uh, Wisconsin. Um, my brain is spacing out of me. Um, Scott Walker. Scott Walker. Uh, you know Rand Paul. I mean, these are all inter- Ted Cruz, possibly. Uh, you know Rick Santorum. Even they're, they're all uh, uh, serious-minded people who are, you know, uh, uh, have have some accomplishments to a point to to point to. And then you look at the. Democratic bench, which is Hillary and Hillary, and you go, yikes! That's uh, that just doesn't look good for Democrats in general. I think I think you're you're touching on something here, which I think there there is that that hunger that Democrats have. It's to have a debate about where the party is going to go after Obama, where the party is going to stand on these issues, mm-hmm. and uh, and you know there might be some some Democrats looking at at what you just described on the Republican side and saying. Hey, they're figuring all this stuff out. They're trying to—they're trying to sort through all these issues. Uh, why do we have to have Hillary uh, be the nominee just because she's she's the next in line? We ought to be able to have that argument too. Uh, we'll we'll see if, if if people like Schweitzer or somebody else can break through and uh, and successfully challenge her if she runs, which is not a guarantee. My prediction is she won't, but we'll leave that for another day. Uh, Michael Warren, thanks so much for your time. A great article on the current issue of the Weekly Standard. Thanks, Michael.